Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, we're live right now, Ricky Romero. I mean, that's how we do the show. 10 o'clock, we don't make people wait. You actually sent a motivational post that said, if you're early, you're late. If you're on time, you're late or something like that. So we're, 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 we're starting the show, ready to go. Uh, right? Let's go, Ricky Rowe with Beth Duran, Josh Tolley, and we're here for you guys. Ricky, how you feeling? Good. Good, man. Just uh, uh, pumped off of last week's episode. I think that was a really cool one. Got some good feedback on it from... A few pitchers that I know that that went back and looked at, uh, listened to the podcast or listened to that clip about preparation and 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 what they expect out of themselves on the mound. I I thought that was so awesome to to listen to, and I hope guys, you know, the more coach, I know you shared it with coaches, I shared it with with a few coaches, and <clears throat> just say, hey, take. To have your pictures kind of listen to this, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, talking about last week's episode with Joe Musgrove, and uh, you know, of course, there was a no-hitter for the Padres, comes on the show with us, and just dropping all kinds of nuggets. Tolly, as a catcher, I went back and listened, and um, how you doing, by the way, Farmer Tolly? You look smooth, yeah, man. I'm doing great, yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, I, you. You sounded so fired up at the end of last week's podcast, because you that catcher in you just came out, and you are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, I can echo exactly what you guys are talking about. You know, what's funny is I've been shared as well with a lot of uh, people in the baseball community locally. And I mean, even all over that people that I know. And it's funny. One thing that has been a common denominator for, for a couple people now is execution when, when he describes execution. And I thought that was something that um, that doesn't get talked talked about enough. You know, as, as Joe said, they, they start making this black and white, and at the end of the day, it's about execution. And that's last week's episode, so make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Beth Rand, Ricky Romero, Josh Tolley, and today's guest, I'm already messed up, and I'm going to apologize to, I hope it's his mom or somebody related, Cindy Trejo Para says, let's clarify Boyle Heights roots on the description for today's <laughs> show. I put East LA roots. It's Alan Trejo, uh, shortstop for the Rockies, who Ricky has known since he was a young man. I got to know him because he helped us out with the camp last year for the Ricky Romero Baseball Foundation. And real nice kid. He's made his debut with the Rockies. So, Cindy, thank you for watching and sharing. And uh, your son, nephew, relative, uh, Mijo, will be on pretty soon. I just sent uh, him the message and the link right now. So we do this every single Tuesday, 10 o'clock. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Tolly. I get messages from our good friend Carlos De La Torre, who is a friend of mine, who is a catcher. He's like, Coley, you talk about catching. How can I get some catching tips 
from you? Is that available totally? Is that is that something out there? Yeah, it's it, yes, it is available. And uh, Beto, why don't you why don't you make the make the introduction? And uh, I, I love talking catching, whether it's on a on a phone call or a Zoom call. It's uh, the, the, that's what I love to do. So uh, there you I'll, go. I'll, I'll I'll put the ball in your court, Beto. You uh, you make the, you you link you you sync the boys up here. Totally. I was just thinking that you know maybe you're like oh go to my Instagram or go to my social media page, no. but then I forgot. There's you, you're you're it's, one of those guys. Minimal. You're a weird guy. You use the phone totally. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I, I pick the phone up. I call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's how I am. I, I don't know. I, I've. Uh, I don't have any videos of, of any catching stuff. I, you, you got to. Uh, we got to get into the brain and we, we start talking about it. Is what what I love. You, you just never know what you're uh, when you speak with somebody. What what you're going to find out. All right, there he is. He is actually watching right now. Carlos De La Torre writes, awesome. There it is. So, Los, you heard Tolly say that. Uh, Ace of SoCal <laughs> checks in. Can't wait for Tolly to teach me how to catch. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Ace, let's get, hey, let's get together. Let's get together again. We had a good time the last time we got together. We can uh, talk some catching. All right. Now, as, as we wait for um, uh, Alan Trejo to join us, uh, it is his tia, Cindy Trejo Para is his aunt. She's watching right now, so thank you for watching, Cindy. Make sure you share this with the rest of the family. Totally. All right, so in our group chat, I'm going to get into this real quick. There's a guy who's kind of new to the group chat. We don't know if – I don't even have his number saved, right? But he he, uh, he got he had a couple pops in him the other night, and out of nowhere, we were talking about, like, if Ricky had to go up and hit, like Clayton Kershaw was hitting for the Dodgers the other night, if Ricky had to go up and hit, would he get a hit? And he said – you know, I, I, I go up there and compete. I don't know where this dude says. I said, I said, I, hell no. I said, hell no, right away. I said, hell no. I wouldn't be able to get hit. Hell no. Hard is, hitting is by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do on a baseball field yeah. at the major league level. Hell no. I, I responded right away. No chance. All right. Now, going 100. Now, I don't know where this young man decides to go after me because I was t- t- popping off on him. He's like, I can strike you out. First of all, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm a fine-tuned machine right here. I can get it done. Where do people get the idea that they can just go and throw it past anybody? And we'll get on that later on in the show. Think about that, Tolly. The amount of people that have tried to check you and say something. And yeah. we have Alan Trejo join us right now. Alan, what's up, man? How you feeling? What's up, guys? I'm Look good, man. How you guys doing? We're just doing good a podcast. You we got, you're, you're, Alan, how you doing, bro? Thanks for joining yeah, us. Good to see y'all. Absolutely. Hey, Alan, Thanks how are you? Me. Josh Tolley here. Nice to meet you, Josh. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey Alan, your tia's watching right now, Cindy, so don't get nervous, man. <laughs> hey, tia. <laughs> Alan's in that show hotel right now in somewhere in San Francisco. They're playing the yeah, Giants tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this, this, uh, this big league line is pretty cool, man. All right. <laughs> Get used to it. Get used to it. It's good living, isn't it? Yeah, it's great, man. It's everything you, you would imagine. Alan Trejo drafted uh, out of San Diego State 16th round uh, by the Colorado Rockies. Last year had no season because of COVID. And then we got see him that makes his debut. He has two hits in the big leagues. And really cool to see the 24-year-old uh, went to Warren High, went to Cathedral here in Southern California, and all that other stuff. I messed up, Alan, on the – uh, YouTube description I put East LA roots because you know this for YouTube right <laughs> it, you got to use the right keywords to make people grab 
to it, right? You want to get the metrics. You know, we want to be like all the big YouTube influencers. So I put East LA. You put East LA, numbers go up. Dude, I'm already getting checked. <laughs> Boyle Heights roots, get it right, all that other stuff. So let's go back to your roots. Before we get to the big leagues and the showbirds and all that other stuff and how you don't have to touch your luggage anymore, where did you grow up? Uh, so I grew up, I, I was born in uh, at White Memorial in Boyle Heights. And uh, I grew up in Montebello uh, for the first five five years of my life. Um, moved out to Downey, but my dad worked at Roosevelt High School. So I pretty much, I would go to work with him every single time I could. Um, so I, I was always around guys like Ricky, um, Scott Pearson, who was the head coach there at Roosevelt. Um, and my dad was a head basketball coach there. So every opportunity I had, I was always at Roosevelt. So um, being... That being said, I, I kind of feel like I grew up in Boyle Heights a little bit more than I did in, in Downey uh, up until I went started going to school in Downey. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I like to say I kind of grew up in Boyle Heights even though I really didn't just because I spent so much time there, man. That's like uh, Roosevelt's like family to me. Yeah. Dude, I remember this guy. I was a senior. So I had a transfer from Garfield uh, to Roosevelt my senior year. And his dad, like you said, his dad was a head basketball coach there, the varsity head coach and i remember he would bring alan along and alan was probably how old are you you say you're 24 now yeah so four or five yeah he was like (laughs) he was sebastian's he was sebastian's age he was like literally he was this tiny little guy hanging around the 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 baseball office all the time and there everyone just called him little alan little alan and i just used to see him you know just chilling there with his pops and it's crazy. that's why it's crazy to me that i sent him a message when he got called up and then watching him at dodger stadium get his first hit off david price like dude it was like so surreal because it's like damn i i literally have seen this kid at such a young age the age of five which is what my son is now and and then i watched his uh i watched him in high school a little bit i went to to cathedral once to speak i went to uh to Warren there to speak a few times and he was always the one that's that's yeah. stuck out like a sore thumb why because he was a hard worker man like he literally was that guy that wanted to get better every single day it was not like a oh uh, I'm good I'm content in high school being really good it was like I want more I want more so when I saw his progress move from from a young kid to high school to the to division one level make a name for himself at San Diego State and then get drafted and then be where he is now man it's 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 very well deserved seriously it, it really is like that it, it just shows you that it, you don't have to be a first rounder or a second rounder obviously josh can attest to this too to to make it to the big leagues you know it's it, it's the heart determination and and the will to want to get there i agree thank you <laughs> all right <I> like <laughs> Like, all right, hold on, hold on. Like I, like I sent you a message yesterday. I was like, all right, we're not going to talk regular baseball. We're just going to have fun with it. It's okay. Yeah, man, like, listen it, up. It's all good. Like, you don't have to give me the, oh, it's a, it's, what are the, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here to help the team, all that other stuff. It's okay to just say, hey, man, baseball is cool. Hey, this is awesome. This five-star hotel is cool. Ricky, you were this. Go, so go for it. Go for it. Get your coffee up, man. Man. I don't like you said. I don't gotta carry my luggage. Shit, man, that's, that's a nice perk, man. I don't gotta. What else? I don't gotta pack, pack my your, own bags. Pack your bag? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean you don't pack your bags? 
Yeah, man, the clubbies do everything yeah. for you. You just tell them what you want, and and you know they put it your back together, and then uh, have them clean your cleats and all that. It, it's, it's although show, I, man. I was I was I was the guy that I didn't like clubbies uh, packing my bag. I, I was Dude, so I'm the same about that part. Like, hey, don't touch it. I got it, you know, because I don't want you to forget something. It's on me if I forget it. Josh, maybe on the other hand, had that yeah, stinky. No, I just, yeah, I needed some. I needed somebody to point the finger at for when I did forget something. So I just had the clubbies do most of it. <laughs> How would you forget my spikes this road trip? Oh, all right. oh, the big man. leagues get. Hey, they just send you another pair, or they have extras. It is Stop a nice it. life, isn't it, Alan? Oh yeah, real nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of you right life. now. I'll be honest. You're in the Hotel Nico right now, just living life in San Francisco, I'm sure, or somewhere thereabout. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to get used to the whole, uh, like, in the cage, man, when I get done hitting in the cage. Like, usually you pick up your balls, man. It's just, like, common courtesy. And every time I go try to pick up the balls, the coach is like, dude, this is a big league. Get out of here. And I'm like, oh, oh, damn. Like, are you sure? Like, I can help. <laughs> <laughs> they just the Every only time. thing they don't do is wipe her ass, Alan, but they, they might as well exactly. do it. Right? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> There's analytics on how to do that too coming soon. Tolly. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Tully, you uh you were in Big League Camp last year with the Yankees. You were at the, the offsite, you know what's going on. So you were dealing with kids who were younger and newer. Right now, listening to Alan and how wet behind the ears he is it's refreshing right it, it's really cool because he wants to say the right things because he thinks this is a real interview but it's a podcast with friends <laughs> and like just relax like you this is like it almost feels like totally wants to say come here mijo let me let me let me help you a little bit right <laughs> no i no you, you definitely feel that way but but i i will say this some of the younger kids that i that i was kind of i say dealing with or was on my team last year that were kind of in your shoes alan what, there was there was some real rawness to them, like uh, the the maturity. The maturity is is your learning. I'm sure on the fly, right? I mean, you you you're still young, but you're older. I, I get it. But there's a lot of like growing up to do in the major leagues, and it's it's nice to have the uh, kind of be a step ahead. Is there is there any like who are some of the veteran guys there that that have helped you? This is a, this is a topic that we we talked about in the past. So. For me, it's, it's honestly, it's been story, uh, you know, being that he plays the same position yeah. uh, ever since 2019. We kind of just uh, we've competed during spring training and it, it's more like a competitive friendship uh, because we get out there and we work, man. That guy works. So we have like a little side bet going on, like it, whoever misses the most ground balls loses that day, whatever um, kind of thing. We're just competing every day and, and we, I, I just kind of feed off of what he does, man. It, he's so good at at uh you know doing the stuff like doing the basic stuff right and it's uh it's refreshing to see that because growing up like all we talk about is fundamental so you know i've I've learned a lot from him chuck is the same way uh especially about hitting and stuff and it's it's kind of cool man sitting back and talking to these veterans and you're just learning um it's sick uh, and i think it's awesome that they take the time out of their day to you know talk about it yeah, hey, I'm going to say this, and Ricky, I want you to chime in here because hats off to you because you're one of very few like young guys breaking into the big leagues, in my opinion, that is that's taking the initiative to learn, right? And I, I okay, you're some old bitter guy that played in the big leagues, and now you're sitting in front of a microphone. Now, keep going, right? I but but there is some real like I have passion in that because the older guys that have that I I came up with did the same thing, and they made you feel comfortable. 
and they made you feel at home. And, and you could ask, you could go ask those dudes whatever you wanted at any time. And that's what that's what the game is about, and that's what the game is losing. So I think it's freaking awesome that you're uh, you're taking the initiative. Because what what better than those two guys to learn from? Absolutely, oh, and it's, and it's true. I mean, I I remember coming up. The one thing I always they, the veterans always told me they're like, "Hey, man, we love the way you work. Keep going. Stay quiet. Keep those ears open. Go out there and do your thing." And that's what I did. And and and, that, and I, I like how you mentioned fundamentals, Alan, because. A lot of a lot of kids think, oh, what does it take to get to the big leagues? And it's like fundamentals. It, it just the game doesn't change sixty feet six inches, even though you know the Atlantic League it does. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what the hell's up with that? Even though it might change. Hey, I seriously don't, don't let me get on a tangent. Alan, 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 you got to learn this right now. When a salty vet starts going on a, on a roll, don't. Ask another question because it's going to open up another. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah oh, that, that plane ride is going to be long. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it, it, it just comes down to fundamentals. And, and he mentions a, a guy like Trevor Story, who's been in the big leagues, who's going to make a lot of money here soon, probably. And the fundamentals, the fundamentals. Careful betting with those kind of guys, Alan. Don't 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 start. You know, you're still. <laughs> you you, you, you be asking let, Ricky let, for a loan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. When I when I first bet him, I was like, "Shoot, I better not lose this because he's, he's not gonna let me. He's not gonna let me hear the end of it." But uh, he he was cool about it. I beat him, and then uh, he ended up giving me signed cleats, man. Game more signed cleats, so it, it meant a lot. So sick. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. Hey, 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 guys, think about this. Think about this. Tre- Trevor Story was a guy that came from the the block of Nolan, Tulo, that that group. So. Like Trevor Story didn't make any of this up. He learned it from those guys, and now like it's I, this just this fires me up because it's just like we passed the baton, and the baton has been passed to you, Alan, and and you're going to see in the next two years where you're going to be a little bit more veteran status under you. You're going to do the same thing to the next kid coming, and I, I that, that just that that's sick. That fires well, me and, up. And, and this was this was a topic that we had last week with Joe Musgrove too, what he, where he was saying, you know, I. Ricky, I saw you at a movie theater and you took us out and I thought that was really cool. I was a little bit starstruck by it. And next thing you know, I'm doing the same thing for younger guys. And that's what it is. This game is it's like Josh said, it's it's about passing the baton to the to whoever comes after you. Why? Because this game has given you so much. You've learned so much from the older guys, it's time for you to pass it on to the younger guys. And in this game, you just never stop learning. Never. You know, and you're gonna see crazy stuff that goes on in the big i'm sure you've already seen it in your first two weeks there um it you you you, you see stuff that you're just like whoa whoa like this is crazy and and this play is crazy and the more you're into it and obviously you're a shortstop so you're in a completely different perspective than i ever was or than uh josh was ever i mean behind the plate i mean so you're seeing all the action you're seeing things happen fast you're probably seeing your idols and i always said this I always said this, the day it all changed for me was when I stopped seeing those guys as idols. And it was like, I got to get these assholes out. Like it, it just, it's, it's a job, you know? And, 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 and it's, it, it, you, you can get caught up. I remember my first big league camp, my first in, in, in 06 and in 09, when you're facing the Jeters, the A-Rods, the Teixeiras and those guys, the big poppies, you kind of look and you're just like, whoa, like these, I used to watch these guys on TV, but now it's like, no, you got to change that mindset and be like, I got to get these guys out. It's my yeah. job to get them out. And for you is, yeah, you know, I'm sure 
facing David Price was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I'm, but it's like, nah, you have, it's the mentality of just completely changing and saying, this guy's trying to take food off my table and I yeah, got to get it. <laughs> no, and it's, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, in LA, well, I debuted in San Fran, which, which was awesome, you know, it, and it felt great and all the motions and stuff. But when I, I didn't really sit in with me until I got to LA. And because everyone was there for me, you know, like all my family, all my friends. And that moment kind of happened with me. I faced Jansen. Like growing up, I watched Jansen, you know, dominate. And and I'm fucking on deck like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, I look up to this fucking guy. But, like I have a bunch of friends that talk shit that Jansen's like declining and that he sucks now. And he's going to fucking get up here and he's going to throw 95 by me. So like, I'm in the box. And this is this is the first moment where I was like, man, the moment really got to me. I, I took a first pitch like cutter, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I don't. I swing. I, I swing at balls in the zone. Like, get your head out of your ass. This guy's not. This guy's not fucking stupid. Whatever. I strike out. I'm going back to the dugout. I'm like, man, that's never gonna happen again. What the hell am I doing? So the next day, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, hold on, real quick, Alan. Let me let me just tell you this. That was like in the ninth inning, right? Ricky was texting yeah. the group chat. Oh, I don't want to. I want to go to sleep. I'm tired, but I think Alan's gonna hit this inning. We all stayed up to watch your ass look at a cutter, bro. <laughs> hey man, you know you put, know how put hard this on the list. But sorry about that. <laughs> all right, all right. Ricky's got a newborn, bro. He's got to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> so, so like the next day when when I uh, when I faced Price, I was like, man. Fuck that guy. I'm about to take this dude's money. Like, if this dude gets me out, this is a problem. Like, I can't let this moment get to me no more. And I needed a hit. So I was like, hell no. Nah. If, if I'm going to get a hit of me, it's going to be off price. <laughs> yeah. And you did. And you did. Yeah. I mean, hey, Josh, did you ever run into a situation like that? Like your first camp or your first, like, big league game in spring training where you were like, Oh, like, and you're 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 behind the plate, so you're seeing these guys come up, and they're probably saying hello, and you're just like, oh, like, yeah. it's funny, it's funny, guys. I told the story actually, like, just a couple days ago, Sunday, I think. Uh, we were talking about Albert Pujols. I grew up in St. Louis, and Ooh. I grew same. Alan is like, I grew up watching this dude as a kid. He was the guy in St. Louis, and I was just a kid watching him play. And it was my first time going to Bush Stadium as a visiting player, and. He walks into the box, and I was like, well, I was like, I think 23 maybe at the time. And I said, I looked up. I said, well, this is what a big league baseball player looks like. I got a long way to go. And he said, hey, what's up, <laughs> he me, what's up JT? And I, I about lost it. I was like, holy shit. That, I was starstruck. <laughs> but that was the only guy that I've ever been starstruck. Other than I had asked him to sign up at, and he was. we became very friendly. I actually landed at a couple of his charity events by accident, and uh, we really, uh, we really kind of hit it off a little bit and to- told some stories about uh, about St. Louis. But I-, I feel you, Alan. That was uh, it's a cool thing when you're when you're in your home like hometown area. But uh, the stress of having your buddies there and going like, oh yeah, they're telling me how horseshit this guy is, <laughs> and then you go sit down on the bench. You're like these asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, All right, Alan. You, you did something that every kid from L.A. Boyle Heights, Thea. A boy high kid, they say, <laughs> you go to Dodger Stadium and you sit at the top deck, you sit in the reserve, you sit in the pavilion, and you're like, one day I'm going to do this, one day I'm going to do this. To actually go to Dodger Stadium and say, this is my office for the day. The first time you did it, you pull up, how was that? <laughs> 
it's crazy. I was on the bus and we're getting escorted by uh by freaking police. So it's like I've never seen this before. <laughs> LA traffic, we are getting escorted. Like we have three cops in front of us. I was like, dang, this is not happening every day. So whatever. Like we're passing downtown and I have my like headphones in. I'm trying to be cool, trying to be like all logged in. I'm not even starting. So it's like, what am I doing? I'm like listening to like Nipsey or something and I step in we get off the bus, we do our little COVID test. And we're walking into the clubhouse and I'm like, I'm listening to music. I'm like, God damn, this is crazy. Like, I'm really here right now. Uh, I used to be like the kid that gave away the giveaways in Wrightfield Pavilion. And now I'm walking into the stadium. I'm about to go play a game. So it was it was crazy, man. It, I don't think I've ever been that emotional uh, and that nervous before in my life. So, yeah, you just can't replicate that. What now, do you it's mean? now it's smooth sailing for you, though. I I, I feel you. Yeah. I I could imagine cool. the emotion setting in. I mean, that's real life, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even talk about that. Like when it's you get into your home, when you get into your home, your home stadium. Like when you know and you have family there. I mean, Ricky, I, I know you've done it, but it's like there's some real like it like chokes you up a little bit, and then now it's now all bets are off the table. Now you oh. go. For me, it never happened at Dodger Stadium. I, I always wish and I wonder what it would have been like. Um, but the chaos of pitching in Anaheim was crazy for me. And I just, I think about like, I, I'm almost living through Allen right now and, and putting myself in issues and him explaining how that day was. And I mean, we didn't grow up that far away from there. Roosevelt High, Garfield High are like 20 minutes away. And, and to be able to step foot <clears throat> I'm sure to take ground balls, batting practice, and and just having that bat and and facing these guys I used to watch on TV. It's it's it, it's got to be surreal to have to have your family, your friends. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's overwhelming. But remember this, Alan. I, I told my mom this after the first time I came to Anaheim. I was like, next time I come, here's a set of tickets. You figure it out. It's a job. It's not a vacation. Yeah. It's not kissing babies. It's not saying hi to a thousand people. It's I got I gotta come here and I gotta focus. You know, go have breakfast with your mom, with your dad. Then, but it's like for me, it got a little bit overwhelming. I had like cousins and and tias and tios, and they want to say hi, pulling you left and right, and you're just like it, it just becomes like I just want to get to the hotel and kind of lay down and kind of unwind a little bit. <clears throat> And for, for you, obviously, the, the Rockies are, are in the same division as the Dodgers. So you're going to see plenty of the Dodgers. And you're going to come here a lot that it's going to become, I feel like, you know, you're going to call your mom and be like, hey, what are we having for breakfast this morning, mom? You know, leave the hotel, but eventually it can get like that to where you can drive and, and actually take your time, spend time with your family and, and get to uh, get to see them. That's what I'd, I'd always do. I had to get a hotel. The day, the night before I'd pitch, if I was pitching, and then I'd come home the rest of the time and just hang out and, and, and spend time yeah. with them. Because obviously with the way things are right now, I'm sure you don't get to see them enough. But any little chance to spend with mom and dad, do it, man. But other than, like, than the, the outside stuff, just, you know, the best thing I can say is just, you know, you want to say hi to everyone. And there, there's an off season for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It totally. Actually, so were they... I was taking ground balls. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was go taking ahead. Taking ground balls for the first time at Dodger Stadium, and <laughs> the first ground ball I got, I chucked it so hard <laughs> into the net. The coach looked at me like, "What the hell is this guy thinking? Like, what's up with this guy?" And I'm there. I'm just there, like, my bad. Like, that's on me. Give me another one. Come on. Like, keep it going. Yeah. 
<laughs> the next one goes right under my legs, and I'm like, "What is going on?" So I t- like I took a took my hat off. I took like a deep breath. I go, "All right, dude, we're here. Like, what are we doing? Let's get it together." It was smooth sailing after that, but man, I, coach looked at me like, "Come on, man! Like, are you serious? You're a big leaguer. Are you gonna do that?" I was this a super professional to the max uh, shagger when we come to Anaheim. I just wanted the first time we got here, dude. I wanted to shag everything. I was like running from left field to center field to right field back. Oh, somebody <laughs> the, the outfielder would let the ball go. I'd be like, I got it, I got it, I got it. You know, and yeah, man, it's just it's 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 so cool that that you got to experience that though. It's 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 the first time, and just don't let it happen again. <laughs> now, nah, hell no. Nah. Now, totally. Uh, where these guys grew up in that area, you've probably seen it in movies where they show the downtown LA skyline. They can see the Dodger Stadium lights are, when they're on We're from their area. I mean, it's 15 minutes because with traffic, maybe an hour. But you, they, if the Dodger Stadium lights are on and it's a clear night, you can see those lights and you can see the palm trees just out of the horizon. So for him to do that, Alan, you said that you used to give away the giveaways in right field. What do you mean? So like, uh, like bobblehead nights, uh, like the blanket nights. I guess we had like a little deal with at Cathedral at the time, and I think they did it maybe at Roosevelt, uh, where the baseball team would go volunteer and do like the the giveaways. I don't know if it was volunteer work or they were paying like the program. <laughs> they were paying the program. They weren't know. paying you. <laughs> yeah, they weren't paying me, but we were doing the giveaways. So then we would do the giveaways to the fourth inning, and then we'd get to watch the game, stick around and watch. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So and now yeah. you're the kid that everybody's coming to watch. Alan, let me show you this. I go and do some research. Who is this kid right here? Oh my gosh. We're gonna bring that up? Look at that. I was like Oh my gosh. Yes. That's like one ten soaking wet right there. Hey, can somebody get tops to make that a baseball card? Oh yes. Oh man. Jeez. That wasn't that long ago. That was two thousand eleven. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Ten years ago. No, no, ten years goes by fast, man. Look at that little kid right there. Look at that. Perfect Alan, game. You, you're you're, you're oh a stud. My. You're doing that. Alan, to, to, hey, to the I'm, listeners, to the listeners, where, where did your love for baseball come from? Because your dad was a, a varsity baseball co- uh, basketball coach, and, you know, usually I feel like you if you're around dad, you follow what dad's doing, and you want to probably spend time at the gym. Where, where did your love for baseball come that's a good question. You know, man, I, I think from spending time with, with honestly, you guys, I think watching you pitch and then uh, watching Coach Chewy, uh, Jesus Campos play, I think it, it kind of like uh, started motivating me even more. And uh, I was, I love basketball, man, I, to this day. But to be completely honest with you, I don't really know what really made me choose baseball. I, I, I don't know. Um, but what motivated me was like watching guys like you and, and Chewy, you know, growing up and obviously looking at Jeter and, and A-Rod, you know, guys like that, but, um, no, let's it say just kind of happened for me. Yeah. Well, this is an A-Rod free zone right here because, uh, we don't oh, go to, man. we don't go to baseball reference for that. Remember, they're not your heroes anymore, bro. Peter, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. A-Rod. Oh yeah. man, you can't be hating on A-Rod. What's up? What's up with that? Oh man, we'll leave that for off air. Well, because remember, Rick, right. <laughs> no, because Ricky faced them how many times in the AL East? So there's some guys that you're gonna see live. And you're like, 
Man, I, you know, there's just something. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Josh has. Yeah, look at look at his face. <laughs> look, I'll find it real quick. I'll let you know why he hates him. <laughs> no, we have our research crew. We have our yeah, research crew. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we're, we're Ruben Polanco. Can we get on that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, so you don't know where your love came from, but you're that kid that's always playing. And like I said earlier, everybody says, I'm going to go to the big leagues. Okay, you go to perfect game. You're playing travel ball, all that other stuff. But then you get drafted. And look at the transformation of this young man. Whoa. Look at that. San Diego State, rookie, the yard goats. And now you have a goatee. Look at this. That's beautiful. <laughs> hey, Alan, Alan dude, how is the new ballpark in Hartford? It looks sick. I saw it from the road one time. It's brand new, right? You played in the new one. Yeah. It's awesome, man. We were blessed to be there. Um, the city of Hartford really went all out and made a sick stadium. I mean, probably one of the best surfaces in the minor leagues. That's what I said. I, somebody, I've heard that a thousand times from infielders that have played there. They said it was the mm-hmm. best playing surface they've ever played on. Now, I mean, well, now you, now in the, in the yeah, minor league, well, in the big league, it's completely different. Well, one question. Hartford, Connecticut, Eastern League, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about the first few months there. I remember for me oh. the Eastern League. Was <laughs> uh, was freezing. Freezing. You know what? It's crazy. I had a, I actually had a good two months in the freezing cold. I don't know because like I, I like mentally locked in, but man, that thing sucked. Going to Portland, we were playing in like snow no. and, and like freezing rain. Going to New Hampshire and you're you can't even see the ball because there's so much snow coming down. Man, you hit a ball at the end of the bat. You're running down the line like, man, I hate this kid. Hey, hey Beto and Josh, you two will know about this. The, the GMs there, those teams will be like, we have a window to get a few innings oh, in. Right. Oh, yeah, we're always, we're yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, we're always going to play a couple innings. Yeah. That's the worst. They're like, yeah, we got a window, and it's and it's yeah. freezing cold. Like, there's puddles in the batter's box. Like, yeah, we got a window. Like, yeah. are you sure? We don't yeah. have a ground yeah. screw to fix it. What do you mean? Yeah, my my PMs are just like if they have a window where you can play four or five innings in, they'll do it in a heartbeat. Whether it's hailing, snowing, it don't matter. It's freezing cold. Everyone's sitting by the heater. It's it's honestly pretty miserable. We all 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 of us three played in the Eastern League. Played in Binghamton, Um, but I remember those days. I'd call I'd call home and I was like, Mom, this is not what I expected. That's cold, the east. Cold. That's the east coast right there. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, yeah, we are Binghamton, and that's funny because I've been looking. My son Mattel basketball, so we've been looking at maybe him playing some small schools on the east coast at that northeast uh, small school athletic conference, whatever. And some of the cities you guys are mentioning, I think he better not listen to his podcast because he's not going to want to go live out there. Uh, that he plays stuff. an indoor sport. He'll be fine. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be in the bedroom floor if he comes. If he comes close, he can just stay in my basement. Okay, man. Right there in Auburn, right? We'll take care of you. Uh, in Auburn. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Alan, do you know where Auburn is at? Shoot, no. <laughs> where is Auburn? You got- <laughs> okay, is, is Auburn a, a city or a university? University. Do you know where it's at? Nah, see, you are uh, Boyle Heights right I'd there. Wanna, I'd want to say... Okay. No, the, the, Alabama? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's in the South. There it is. So the story is Ricky, when he was a rookie, he gets sent to short season New York Penn League, right? And he, so he sees a sign that says Auburn. 
he tells the cab driver, wow, Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley, Auburn. The guy's like, nah, son, we're, we're closer to Canada. We're not in the South. <laughs> That's how little Ricky knew outside of East L.A. He didn't know anything past the 710 freeway. That's what it was. Yeah. And now look at hey, you guys. Change the subject a little bit. Oh man! Um, obviously, you 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 went to Cathedral, and then you go to Warren High School, and you have some great years there. San Diego State comes calling. Was Tony Gwynn the guy who recruited you? Yeah, uh, TJ recruited me. Uh, wow! In fact, he was the centerpiece of why I went there, honestly. And then uh, going into college, he passed away in 2014. I think July or June of 2014. So. Yeah, it was kind of, it sucked, you know, but I still had the same mindset going to say it sucked that he passed away. It, and it not only sucked for me, but a lot of people, man. A lot of people looked up to him. But yeah, Alan, how, did you ever, how, Alan, did you ever talk to Oh, go ahead. Oh. No, I was going to say, how was it, though, like getting calls by Tony Gwynn? Like, was he I, actually making calls to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. He's, he's the one that really got me to go there. He called me and he was like, hey, man, we really want you here. Um make sure like I, he kind of was asking me about the draft and i was like dude i'm not getting drafted like there's no way i go to the draft i'm going to school and he was he was awesome man and uh, but I, I really didn't understand i i mean i i didn't grow up watching tony Gwynn, so i knew he was a good baseball player but i didn't know he was like one of the best hitters of all time yeah. at the time the best. did he ever hey alan did you ever talk hitting with him at all in those in those conversations or uh not really man i i was just trying to be the quiet kid on the, all the recruiting trips like I wasn't trying to ask too many questions and honestly I, I feel like that was a mistake of mine I wish I would have asked yeah. questions knowing that you know I had that little time yeah and with him. right I, I mean just think think of what you could t- like like you said I mean you're probably right like it you, you didn't know he was going to pass away but the idea of like this guy was one of the best hitters ever to play the game and I just I, I tried to find people that have spoke with him, and I, I find I, I'm I'm very curious as to how he talked hitting and what he talked no. like kind of the, the language he used and approach. It was very simple, very yeah. it definitely yeah, was. It was just like stay inside the ball and hit it in the pool. How hard is this? Yeah, so uh, totally, yeah. you never had a chance to talk to him. Come no. So um, I w- w- he was an ESPN broadcaster, so he would do the game of the week. Like, you did a Tuesday or Wednesday game. So, I would see him at Dodger Stadium. And I was the kid who grew I knew him as Tony Green. He's from Long Beach, Long Beach Poly. Like, okay, cool. I introduced myself a couple times. And I've never been one to take pictures with people. Cuss is also taboo. You're not supposed to remember the media. But he was also there. Yeah. So, I would always say hi to him. That's one of the regrets. I should have just said, you know what? F it, man. Like, that's Tony Gwynn right there. Like, yeah. that's number 19, Mr. Padre, all that other stuff. So, I got to know Tony Gwynn Jr., who would tell me, stories about what his dad would tell him about hitting it's just like that alan it was, it was my dad would just tell me hit it whether or not hit it in the five six hole real simple and just hit 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 and tony gwynn jr actually did a podcast with him on my living the dream one at his, at his house he said that his dad told him just watch tape hit the t and that's it it's there's no need to complicate things and like alan is not in his head right yeah. now right like, yeah yeah but it was the basic stuff all that other stuff <laughs> he said that, because you're gonna yeah, it's the fundamental. That goes back to that, Ricky. The fundamentals yeah. of just do that because sometimes you guys get so much information that you're like, your head's ready to explode. 
with things. But he was a super nice guy. And just like how you said, Adel, he didn't tell anybody who he was or any of the other stuff. People would walk up to him and like, oh, hey, how you doing? He's like, hi, I'm Tony. Nice to meet you. You're like, dude, that guy has 3,000 something hits. And it was like, treated everybody nice. And uh, Eric Valenzuela, I think you know him, right? Uh, yeah, he, he recruited me as well. Yeah, Eric Valenzuela is the head coach at Long Beach State. And he said that mm-hmm. you, they were at, I mean, you might have been there. They were playing at Texas Tech. Big old game. Tony Gwynn gets tossed or something like that. And then afterwards, there's a line of people waiting at the bus to take pictures with Tony Gwynn. Controversial loss, all that stuff. What does he do? Makes the bus wait 45 minutes, took a picture with everybody, signed for everybody, and just the nicest person about that, man. It was so... It, it was just I, that's why I wanted to ask if you knew about that stuff. I'm, I think we all wanted to ask because we're all kind of like, damn, you got recruited by Tony Gwynn, bro. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Even though you didn't quite understand because you're so young, but it's cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Alan. What, what, uh, oh, go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. No, and and I was gonna say, yeah, you, I we were just talking about this in the group chat yesterday too, about how I was like, I wish I would have appreciated him and known what he was all about. I mean, when yeah. I was I was watching baseball, but I wasn't like lopping like I am now and know a lot about the game like i wish at that time i knew what he was doing his approach and and understood that kind that side of baseball the the fundamental side and and stuff like that just to kind of see what it is it what it was that he did so well and and it's uh you know those those minds like that you know you talk about like a tony gwen a roy Halladay, those guys that the game has lost that you're like man like if you could only have those guys again, and, and what is it that you would want to know about them, you know, and yeah. what the preparation and their and their stuff like that. But it, it, the good thing is it, it's refreshing to hear a guy like Joe Musgrove, a guy like Allen mention fundamentals, and this is what I do to prepare, and I expect a lot out of myself because I've prepared it enough to get to this point. So it, it, it's cool. It, I, hopefully it just, you know, continues to go down the ladder. Yeah, we you know it's, this is the podcast that we do, man. It's growing, and it's uh, we just only bring cool people on. So, Alan, you're cool. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you on a couple more minutes because you got nothing else to do in San Francisco. You can't leave the hotel, right? Uh, we can now. We got oh. vaccinated, so uh, we, some of the like restrictions we have got uplifted. So. Oh, okay, good. good, good. Union Square, right there, baby. Morning Steakhouse, Nike Town. What else, yeah. JT? I don't know. We got everything. We got your Burberry. money. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Burberry, we got that Louis Bouchon. We got uh, some Gucci, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, Alex, okay, so you're, you're not, uh, you didn't sign a big bonus. You were a 16th round kid. You didn't get a bunch of money. You're like not supposed to be here, right? Because even though you're 16th round, they really don't care about you because you're not a big guy that signed for a couple million. When you saw yeah. this the, for the first time, what did you think right here? Uh, you know, man, I, when I saw that, your first baseball it, it, card, it, it didn't really sit in with me, man, because I, I, I don't know, man, I've always been somebody that's like lives in the moment and I've never looked ahead like far, you know, I've never thought like, oh, I'm going to be a big leaguer. Like it was always like the next step. Like in high school, I always thought, okay, I'm going to play division one. When I was at division one, I was like, all right, we're going to win a championship here. When I got drafted, I was like, oh shoot. Like I didn't really think I was going to get drafted, but I got drafted and it was like, okay, cool. When I was in rookie ball, I said, okay, I don't want to get to the next step, which is low A or high A. And I did that. Like, I, I've never been one to look so far ahead. But, yeah, seeing that was pretty cool. I mean. Your, your first sick, baseball I've, card. I've, I've, I've had a, a baseball card at State. We, we had, like, uh, college cards. So, I mean, it wasn't really new to me. I love you know? your attitude. You, I love that you guys, attitude. Alan, did you, play, you guys played Fullerton, right, in the regional? Uh, no, we played. My first regional, we played Santa Barbara. We faced uh, Dylan Tate, 
and then my second original in 2017 we played long beach state uh ucla and texas i just remember him i think it was it was your that that one where i saw you just terrorize every freaking pitcher you (laughs) face and you were like that was my third base and you're like giving it this you know and i was like damn i was like little alan has definitely grown up and (laughs) watching him on tv and and like again, the evolution, you know, of seeing somebody's uh, heart pay off to get to this point. Again, he's part of the. What is it? What is it, Beto? What's the percentage there on 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 big leaguers? On, like less than one percent. They say, yeah, you, they say you can take every big leaguer and you won't fill up. Dodger Stadium. I think and, it's and like twenty thousand people or something like that that have been. Yeah, it's like twenty. I think something like that. Yeah, you guys are a, a fraternity. That's the company that you're in, man. That's 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 so dope. You know, you're like you could even if you spend a day, you could say, "Hey, I, nobody can ever take this away from me. I was a big leader." Yeah. You know, yeah. ten, fifteen. Hopefully, you play for ten, fifteen years. But when it's over, you're gonna be able to say, "Man, like that was fun." So enjoy every day because every day is in the big leagues. It's, it's fucking dope, man. It's it's it gets better and better and better. Don't ever get complacent. Don't ever like think like, "Oh yeah, I got this in the bag." Like it's just. Hard work pays, pays off big time. And totally, you were like, I got a question for oh, you. Oh, oh, look at him! Oh, there we go. Hey, do you know what uh what number you are like in terms of uh, like number of big leaguers? Like, are you like fifteen thousand something? Well, let's look it up on Baseball Reference. You, you can look it up. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. It says it on the yeah. bio. Oh, okay. What? Well, I'll do that. I'll do that right now. You, you guys talk talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh. Here you go. I mean, you definitely got to be like in the fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand. I would, I would assume. I mean, he's a I dinosaur. When you but first he's not debuted. that old. <laughs> no, it's when you first debuted. That was like two thousand four, two thousand five when you debuted. I, I debuted in I was in 17, 000. 17, Oh, shoot, in I, I was seventeen thousand two sixty. What? Dang. Where where uh, is it at? Yeah, this oh, is. Oh sure, I, I got this it. It's fascinating. See, here this we is, go. See, Alan's all warming room. up, warming up, all ready to go. <laughs> when, whenever are you, Alan? I'm I'm very interested now. Uh, Nineteen three twenty three, I think. Ricky was seventeen thousand one eleven. Nineteen three twenty three for you, Alan. Ricky was seventeen. Yeah, seventeen one eleven. Oh, so, I see it now. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, seventeen one one one. That's fantastic. That's I mean, wow. the amount of people that get to do that. So, um, less. There's more people at T-Mobile Arena, Ricky, that we saw the Canelo fight or in that building that played at <laughs> the major leagues. That's insane. Yeah. And how many people insane. want to do the work? And Alan, you're the first one from your rookie team to make the big leagues from Grand Junction a few years ago. So you're doing all that stuff. But now the real important questions. All right. First time you jumped on the showbird, the, the the big plane, the charter. How scared were you? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> actually, I was I was being introduced to the big leagues uh, ever since eighteen. Uh, we actually had a series in Mexico. I don't know if because they like me or because I'm Mexican. Because you're Mexican, Mexican fool. Series. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just said nobody. No, I'm you're a good player. No, 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 you're Mexican. It's EOE, equal opportunity. They're, they got to have one. They didn't, you can't go play in well, Mexico without one. Okay, because they have Vinny Castilla and you. No, Roberto Ramos. Come on, man. 
Oh, okay. That guy's like a, he's like an idol over there anyways. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first time I was in the show playing. I was like, we get to drink on the plane? Like, <laughs> this is crazy, man. I had like two drinks. I swear to God, I was faded. I was like, what the heck? I didn't know you get drunk like that on a plane. So I was just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're never allowed to drink on our plane. No, 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 no. Only milk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it, it was an international flight. That's why. That's why he was allowed to fly. Yeah. Hey, Mexico, yeah. Alan, Mexico. Alan, one one quick question. I, I used to live in Denver. Where 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 you been staying when you've been at home? Or you don't have to say the hotel. You've been living in downtown. You know, some crazy last year, last year I lived at the Grand in downtown. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's nice. You hey, listen. There's so I used to live in a, a neighborhood called the Highlands, right up, right up. Uh, if you take 16th Street and go across the highway, you walk across it and then you go up. Uh-huh. There's some nice restaurants up there. Uh, I okay. encourage you to uh, try out. I will. Uh, I'll pass those along. Freaking bomb! <laughs> I hear, man, those right. are old stomping grounds there. Totally. Are you, uh, are you talking more about them, they, be- they better not charge them. You better have it on lockdown, JT. <laughs> senior Bear, Senior Bear, Senior Bear, I might be able to lock down. See? That's, okay. So is the food good or, or what is it? Oh my good? God, it's so good. <laughs> senior Bear, that's, hey, that's where I need you to go check it out. Yeah, food. Okay. Uh, all right, so here, Alan, what you need to learn about the big leagues, mind you, I've never been a big league player, is always find somebody like Tolly. A guy on your team that is connected with everybody. He may not be the big star. He may not have billboards, but he has the city right here in his hands. Wherever I city, love that. Hey, St. Louis, boom. Upper up upside New York, boom. Lower side of New York, boom. Wherever you want, totally is yeah. there. That's who you gotta go and follow. Cause you know, you're like an East LA kid, a boy Heights kid where you wanna be humble, no, especially being Mexican, don't ask for anything whatever be nice and quiet respectful no 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 you got to find a tolly in your life bro tolly gets things done that's what you need all right uh, I, 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 I can get things done check it out check it out it's called senior bear oh, you're, you're gonna love hey, it have you, got, excited. Alan, have you got your first paycheck yet <laughs> dude let me tell you so i got called up on the 10th right and our pay period is from the first to the ninth and then the next one is from the 10th to the 24th. Dude, I opened up my bank account, and I'm thinking, man, I'm about to see a nice paycheck. I open it up, it says $700. I go, what the hell? I'm still getting paid minor league salary? <laughs> I called I called the director. I go, what is going on? Like, am I missing something? Like, did I spend this much on tickets? He goes, nah, dude, you just got called up on the 10th, so you haven't got really paid yet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> see? So man, he, you can't be making hurts. a story, man. Seven hundred bucks. Is that what? It'll wipe Dude, you out. I'm over here. I bought an iPad. You know, I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm making big bucks now. I checked my bank account. Seven hundred dollars. I'm like, dude, that's not even gonna afford my la- my iPad. Yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna have to have your teammates pay your dues. They don't have dues yeah, anymore. Dude. They don't have oh, dues. That's right. No oh, dues. Uh, we about still that. have the tip. But hey, we'll also, you gotta make sure you can pay your bets. True. That's why I don't bet. I, I on the plane, everyone's playing poker. I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm good. No, I'm stay away. Stay away. Yeah. yeah. I hate losing yeah, money, man. I went to I went to the casino once in college. I lost twenty dollars. I've never gone back. <laughs> good. Yeah. You, yeah. You want to be broke? You want to be broke? Go. Yeah. Go play cards on the airplane. 
Hey, you know how to play poker? You know how to play poker? Yeah, come, come on in. Come on in. Hey, br- hey remember Brett Cecil? Uh, JT? Yeah, yeah, I remember Brett. Oh. Hook, line, and sinker. Oh, dude, they would destroy him in the back of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Take that money. Yeah. What are they playing, like a $100 hand? I don't even yeah. know, man. I yeah. never got close to it. I just. Alan, I'm going to tell you this story. I, I watched two guys, two veteran players on the on the airplane. One of my first times getting called up. Hundred dollars in the pot. High card takes the money. Boom. High card, two hundred bucks. High card, hundred dollar win. High card. The guy went through ten grand. I go, wow. <coughs> ten grand. Yep. On high card. Yeah. There's no high strategy. Card. It's I got an eight. You got a seven. I win hundred bucks. Enfermos. That's what you guys and grand? Yeah. Oh my good. I, I I put up because we're not gonna talk about gambling on this show because we all want a job in the major league pretty soon. Uh <laughs> Alan, um, I asked people if they want to ask you some questions. So here's one from Hugo Andrade. Coming out of uh Southeast LA, how do you feel making it? And what motivation is staying there? Remember, kids are looking up to you now. Uh man, it's the same thing we talked about, man. I I've gotten this far. I don't want to stay. I don't want to just be complacent here. I'm trying to be the best I can possibly be. And it's not just for me. I mean, I, I know I have a lot of kids looking up to me now, so it's kind of using it as motivation now. That's cool. All right. Uh, Frankie Garcia, was there ever a moment where you said, damn, I can make it to the bigs or a moment of self-doubt? And what would you tell your Boyle Heights kid self if you can go back? Oh, that's a good one. Good question. I mean, there's always self-doubt, man. I think in this game, it's it's so hard not to have doubt, you know? Uh, you have a 0-for-5 night with four strikeouts, and you're thinking, can I really play this game? And then the next night, you hit three, you go three for three with three doubles. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely been that. But uh, what would I tell myself or a Boyle Heights kid? Man, just work hard, man. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Um, what do you tell that kid right there? Anything. What do you tell that kid right there? Get in the weight room. <laughs> That's what I would have told him. <laughs> yeah. If you work hard in anything in life, man, I think it it sets you up for success in whatever you're doing, you know? Hey, and I see this question right here by, by Caesar, the green-eyed bandit. How the hell did you get 13 in your first year in the big leagues? Dude, so Greg Bird, you know, former Yankee, first baseman, like huge-time prospect. Uh, yep. He... Uh, was battling injuries, whatever. He's not with the Yankees anymore. He's with us. Uh, we signed him on a minor league contract, and he was wearing 13 throughout uh, spring training. Me and him formed a really good relationship. Hell of a dude, man. We like took me out to breakfast and stuff like that. Um, you know, like he's a vet. You know, like when we talk about vets, like he's this guy gets it. I think he comes from uh, obviously the Yankees, so they're very traditional. And uh, he told me we were talking about like how I love 13, how I wore in college. And uh, he's like, yeah, dude, when you get to the big leagues, I'm going to give you 13. Wow. And uh, so I get called up, and I see my jersey hanging up, and it says 13. I never believed him because I was like, ah, maybe he's just saying that, whatever. Um, so he had called the clubhouse manager and said, hey, man, give Trejo 13 uh, on my behalf. And uh, wow. So, so wow. I texted him. He was, fir- he was the first person I texted. I was like, hey, dude, thank you very much. Like, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. That's a vet wow. right there. That's a vet yeah. move. Birdie's yeah. a pro. He's. I worked out with – this guy is the – I mean, if he could have just stayed healthy. Is he – I haven't spoke with him in probably a month or so. Is he Is he in the alternate camp, Alan? 
Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's in Arizona right now. He's going to be in AAA. Um, he's just, you know, man, it's, what's incredible about that guy, he just loves baseball. He can care he less about the money. And uh, he just wants to play at the end of the day. He's, he hasn't had, a, like, a, a career that you could say, like, oh, he's a big-time big leaguer. He's played, like, this many years because he's been hurt. So he's yeah. he's taking this opportunity just to try and play and try to get back to where he was, and uh, yeah. I, it's it's refreshing to see that man because he just goes about his business so well, and I, and I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, as a totally and Ricky, you guys have told me about this. There's guys who are just all class. I don't know who the name is you guys are talking about, but just hearing the his story to make sure that a young kid who wore 13 in college makes sure he gets it when he's a big leaguer, like. That stuff that you guys talk about where guys get hazed and they make life miserable, this is a, a classy dude to make sure that Allen, who's probably under a lot of pressure going to the big leagues, it, yeah. it's a little number, but it's a small gesture. And that just makes, like, it gives you kind of, like, that faith and hope and, like, damn, you know, and, and there are good volume, people out there. It speaks volumes of what kind of kid Allen is, too, right? I mean, he doesn't come in to a clubhouse and thinks he's a cocky little asshole and I, this is my way, this is the way I do things. I don't care what anybody says. It's... More like, be a good kid. Be be respectful of the veterans. That you know, one of the things Musgrove said last week: be respectful of the veterans. Know your role. Know what's around you, and 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 just have have feel. And I feel like, and Tolly and I have talked about this a lot. You know, it, we feel like that the game ha- is losing that a little bit, the feel and and the, the veteran presence and, and stuff like that. So when you have young guys like that make a good impression on older guys, good things like this are going to happen. I guarantee you, if we walked into that clubhouse and he was you know, disrespectful or whatever. I'm sure the guys would have been like, nah. he wouldn't even made that call to, for yeah. him to get that number. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, no and doubt. He, he'd be wearing like number 88 in the big league or something. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? 83. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Alan, I know that it's uh, early for you. You baseball players don't wake up until noon, especially when you're 24. Uh, Come on, man. Oh, okay. Any, no, right. That's how it used to be, Beto. Now, now they're now they get up early. I would imagine we used to stay up so late that we had uh, took a little bit to get out of bed. But oh, now, okay. they're, now they're now they're, you guys probably have like therapy. You have uh, hyperbaric chambers at the hotel. Yeah, crazy. they have like I'm sure they're watching, telling them what time they should wake up if they're if they're yeah. not feeling too high, too low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. got a lot of technology. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Oh man, uh, Alan. Last thing for you, uh, we'll let you go, man. As uh, so we're gonna wrap up the show, uh, and then we're gonna talk about you afterwards uh, once you're gone, right? Um, no, but <laughs> look, somebody brought that point. We, Ricky, and I would always ask somebody when they come on the show, "What would you tell your younger self about it?" Right? But you're you're only in the big leagues two weeks. Uh, you got two hits. You're you're still trying to figure out which way to go. All that other stuff. You're still waiting for your real first real check. That way you can pay off your iPad. All that. But how freaking awesome is it? It's a dream come true, man. I, there's nothing like this in the world. You can't. It's so hard to describe. Like everything that you thought of the big leagues, it's here. And uh, more, more than that, Alan, how's Pops? I know he's he's got to be super proud of you, man. Like he. Like how what? I guess I should ask you this: How was that phone call to let him know, "Hey, Dad, yeah. I'm, I'm going to the <laughs> So, man, I I got called into the office and whatever, yada yada yada. Buddy tells me I'm going to the big league, so he goes, "Use the office. Uh, make sure you call your parents and whoever else you want to call." So you I cry? call my dad. 
Did you cry? Hell yeah, man. I started bawling. <laughs> so I, I called my dad, and he didn't answer three times. And I'm thinking, the worst? He always answers. And I'm like, this is the worst time that you can miss phone calls. So I revert to call my mom, and I'm like, she answers in the first. She's like, what's wrong, son? I'm like, you okay? Because, you know, I, I don't call during that time, and uh, you know, I'm busy. So I was like, I need you to go find my dad, and then uh, put me on speaker. And she's like, confused. She's like, damn, did he get hurt or something? My dad was in the back, like, watering the grass. And uh, I told him I got called up, man. And I heard my mom, like, start crying. And, like, all the tears fell, man. Like, it, it was just, like, a lot of pressure just... I don't know. I it was crazy. Yeah. I, I started crying, yeah. and uh, I think I don't think I've cried like that ever in my life. Oh, so man, whatever, so... I can get off the phone. And uh, my dad, my dad didn't really get emotional at the time. Uh, he was just like, "All right, you're there. Like, it's your time now. Stay there. Like, um, this is a, you've worked so hard to get there. Make sure that you, uh, you know, you do what you got to do, and we we're all confident in you." So he kind of gave me like a little pep talk. Your dad is such a coach. He's such yeah. a good, yeah. He's such a Mexican dad. Oh, that, well, that too. Yeah. So what? So yeah. what? You want me to be happy? You're supposed to. Now what? So probably, did, probably didn't even turn off the water. Yeah, he's like, hey, hold on, but I got a little bit. I got to water the roses over here a little bit. Yeah. So it was recently where he called me like three or four days ago, and he was like. He got really emotional. I was like, what the? <laughs> and he called me. He goes, hey, son, I, I know, like, I really haven't been able to, like, emotionally uh, go through this. It, it's finally setting in. And he goes, I'm so freaking proud of you. And uh, he started crying over the phone. And, you know, it was just one of those moments where, like, you know, you just, you, when you, when your parents are so proud of you, it's something that, that uh, you know, you wanted your entire life. And, you know, getting to the big wow. leagues and as a kid like me, um, you know, you're so happy to be here and you're happy that you did it for them as well. You know, your dad's mad that you told that story. Ah, probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I feel That's a little cool. bit of what he's saying. Like yeah. when, my, when my when I told my dad, he was like, oh, you, you got there? All right, cool. Like, let's go, you know? that that's. Yeah. I feel like he was, and our, and our dads are really, really proud of us. Alan, um, you know, especially being from that area where we grew up, they, obviously they they don't know how to show it. For me, it was like till like 2012 when my dad got to throw out the first pitch on Father's Day, and when he threw it out, I remember I ran up to him, and he like hugged me and he choked up a little bit, and that's the first time I'd ever hear heard him choke up as from as me being a big leaguer. And he's like, "Man, I'm so proud of you," and that's all he said. And I was like, "Whoa!" Like it just kind of came out of nowhere, and he you could just tell the moment right there. It was like. Damn, my son is doing it, you know, and and, and they'll forever be proud, man. That's why I was like, I was wondering like, how's, how's Pops doing, and I'm glad he told that story because it, it's an emotional, it, it's emotional, man. It's it, it's it it really is. I mean, I when I got called up, I mean, I don't know how Josh was, uh, but I remember tearing up too and uh, choking up and just all the emotions come out, and you're like, man, I'm about to do it, you know, and and, and then it happens, and but it happens quick, man. That's why I say enjoy every day. Hey, totally. How was it for you when you told your parents? Yeah, it was. Just, I mean, it's the same. I, I don't know that there would be any other way to uh, to describe it. I mean, it's if <laughs> you 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 don't have a pulse if you don't uh, get get emotional and wrapped up because it is. It's, it's what you live for, man. It's it's what 
all times in the batting cage when you were in high school or you were 110 pounds like that's that's what we do that's this is this is what it's about and yeah there's no other way to describe it yeah that's uh that's pretty cool just to hear the story alan you're telling it you know you get chills and, and any yeah. dad is going to be proud of their kid they were proud of you getting into san diego state like they, that, if you would have only got into and gone to college they would have been proud of you for that, man. And yeah. everything that you guys are accomplishing is icing on the cake. And good for you. You're accomplishing. You're doing it. But it doesn't sound like you're just happy to be there. And that's a great attitude. That's why I wanted to have you on today. Because we got to get you ready for the, the BS media when they come talk to you. You know? Like, you know, what, you were more nervous for this podcast, as Carlos Delatorre says, than you might have been for facing David Price or Kelly Jensen. Look at you. <laughs> hour later, you're all well, fired up. up. Yeah, Listen, he, no. Look at you. he was like, uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. He's on a new show. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. You know, happy helping the team, all that other good stuff. All right. <laughs> Alan, that's another thing. So this is what I'm going to wrap up with. Tolly, where Ricky and Alan are from, there's a bunch of baseball players, but scouts don't go there. They might know of you. You know, Alan had to go through the perfect game route, all the travel ball stuff, everything else. But when you come from there, there's so much talent that's wasted talent also. So last year, or it was two years ago, we had uh, Ricky's uh, first baseball camp at the high school, and Alan was one of the uh, guest campers, I mean, uh, guest instructors, where we, we do it for kids in that neighborhood there in the high schools. And it was, uh, I think we had like eight big leaguers there, uh, minor league prospects coming through. And to go and provide that service and that example for the kids, Alan, two years ago, they were like, I don't know you. Now it's, oh, fuck, I'm watching you at Dodger Stadium. That example that you give... Has that hit you yet? Not really, man, to be honest with you. Not really. Yeah. It hasn't really uh, hit me yet. I think it, honestly, I think it'll hit me when in the off season, you know, I think that's what'll hit me. I'm, I'm so focused right now trying to, Good. it's going to sound like I'm professional again, but I'm, I'm really just trying to help the team. And, you know, my role has completely <laughs> changed from what it was, you know? And it's just so, like, I'm trying to focus on, on just being the best person in my role that I can be. That's awesome. So, that's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, that's and, why it hasn't hit me. It's a different role for you, too, because you're you're used to playing every day. Now you're, mm-hmm. you got to stay ready for that ninth inning, tenth inning at bat, whatever it is to hit for the pitcher. So it's definitely a different, completely different world for you now. But, hey, the more you stay ready, the more you talk to guys. Talk to pitchers, man. Hey, hey what, are you, what are you trying to do to this guy? What are you trying to do to this guy? I was the same way, but with hitters, hey, what, 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 why are you so locked in? What, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you doing? These guys are special, man. Like, uh, again, it's a certain percentage that gets to that level for a reason. And when, when you're able to ask those questions and you're able to get the knowledge from the pitchers and, and what they're trying to do to attack you and you get it, you know, you got a story, uh, you know, a Chuck, you know, and a guy like professional hitters like that. It, it's it's cool when you get start picking brains from different guys and, and and just start talking baseball. And that's that to me is the the stuff that I miss the most about the game is sitting in that in that dugout, sitting in the clubhouse post game. Josh, you know about that. Those post game talks where you just sit there and have pop open a beer and and you just talk the game. And it those that's the part that I miss the most about the game. Ditto. <laughs> Josh, a lot, a lot. I miss those days a lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> Honestly, Beto, we would sit there sometimes after games, um, and you sit there for like two, three hours, just you know, drinking beers and just. It's not even like about going out or it's just let's just talk, you know, about the game and let's just talk. 
the camaraderie that it brings, you know, and, and yeah. it, those, those special things that you remember the most. When, when you ask any baseball player, hey, what do you miss the most about the game? Oh, I miss the clubhouse. Those are the moments they're talking about. Wow. And Alan gets to live them right now. If you want to follow him on social media, he doesn't post that much. Alan Trejo 13. He did get the 13. It's really cool. And you don't need to post because, bro, you're in that moment. You're helping out your team. Uh, we're proud of you, Alan, but it's only the beginning for you. And don't worry. Uh, next time you come to Dodger Stadium, you don't have to leave us the good tickets. Just leave us like four yeah. in the in like the family set. We don't need the yeah. field tickets, okay? Hey, man, you're going to have to take that out with my mom, man. There you go. <laughs> you, learned, hey, you learned something. Tell, tell Mike Redman I say hello, man. He used to be with the Blue Jays uh, for, for a while. Oh, hell yeah. But, I love that guy, man. Yeah, tell, tell, tell Reddy I said, That guy's man? like my personal hype man. I'll figure it out the picture. And he's like, hey, good swing. I'm like, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's, All right. awesome. he's awesome. I'll let him know. Alan, we appreciate you. We'll do it on, again later on in the season because uh, you know how to do a podcast now. You know how to breathe. You relax. And I, like I told you in the message I sent you, we're not going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about you, and it's going to be fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Yeah. See, there goes back to professional Alan Trejo. All right, hang up, bro. We'll talk about you later. <laughs> yeah, Alan. All right, man. What, all, right, uh, man. man. all right, all right. What, what a good kid. What a good kid. What a good kid. That's – um. That kid right there, and part of the, like totally, you said it before we started the podcast. Like, okay, who is it that we're having on? And I told you who he was, his background, and just to hear that youthful innocence, it was pretty yeah. cool, man. I like hearing that. Yeah, youthful yeah. innocence is the right word. Yeah, that's uh, that was great. I, I thought he was awesome. I, it, it's interesting because he, he he's one of very few guys, and I that I believe that that does that that picks the veteran's brain and that. Uh, that enjoys and like just truly enjoys being there. And it's not for the social media and it's not for the paychecks. I mean, the paychecks are nice. Don't get me wrong, but, but uh, it's, he's, he loves the game and yeah. that's, that's what we're missing. Yeah. That was, yeah. And you can just tell, you can just tell he was early on. He's a little bit nervous <laughs> and he's trying to say the right things and try to say the cliche things, but he listened up, man. It was, I'm glad, uh, you know, his story is a little bit out there and, and, you know, I'm yeah. sure we'll see him at the, at the next baseball camp that we have once we we're allowed to have those. And that's a, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it this year again, and uh, hopefully yeah. we can get some other people out there. But it'll be fun. It'll be cool. Lie down, have our catchers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get, get totally out. Hey, you, let me see. November. I think totally wants to get out of the East Coast. He might have to make <laughs> a. November's a good time. <laughs> I bring my golf clubs. Oh yeah, we got them all the time. Ricky will be fine. You know, Ricky, the new baby's fine. She'll be probably walking in a few months. So yeah. you know, the Romero kids—they're very accelerated. They're they they, oh, they yeah, move quick. Man. She's <laughs> already right. lifting her head. She's ten days in, she's lifting her head, trying to look. Huh? See, because yeah. mama, mama was doing work. All right, let's uh, update you. Uh, next week's show, we're gonna have it again at ten o'clock. Don't know who the guest is, but we need you guys to rate, review, share, and also help spread the word. So if you're listening, tag us on Instagram, the Let's Go Ricky Row uh, Instagram page. Tag us. Let us know you're listening. You're um, somebody asked me for a sticker in Australia. Like, I don't know how many stamps I need to send a sticker to Australia, but I got to figure that out. I think it's five. So we got people wanting stickers in Australia. Manitoba's taking care of us. I got a Manitoba person. So we're all good to go. But most importantly, though, Farmer Tolly, as we wrap up the show, what's going on with the shed? And was is everything okay in upstate New York? Yeah, everything's great, dude. Everything's fine. Uh, yeah, the, the schoolhouse is... Uh, we're actually going to probably start putting the floors in this week. 
I picked up four pieces of glass today to finish one of the windows tomorrow. Then the floor goes in, and then the schoolhouse will be ready. Okay. So a lot of work on that. But then I did. Uh, I've been helping my buddy put a deck on, just in my free time, and that's that. So uh, you, just you, minor incident yesterday. So minor incident. Are are you on the <laughs> IL? Or what is it called? No, 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 no. I no. I have never been. Uh, the first time I've ever was on the IL was like 2017, maybe. So that was one time only, only because I ripped my hamstring. I don't, I don't go on the IL for bumps and bruises <laughs> like some of these guys. <laughs> Farmer totally. Yeah, yeah. You're ready to That's go. Okay. Little, yeah, a little spill yesterday, but we, we survived it and we're here. All right. And uh, also another people uh, question that came up, somebody who's listening to the podcast last week. Did you go see the ghost in, uh, in uh, Scranton? Scranton? I drove right by it. I told my son, I said, look at that. I said, that's a stupid hotel that they were talking about on the on the podcast. And I said, we're not going in. I don't care if you want to go in. We're not going in. <laughs> oh, man. I was looking forward to that picture. I know. I know. So I know everybody was. So you did not go in. Okay, you're, you're fine. No. Um, I drove by it fairly quickly, too. Why, though, totally? I'm, I don't, I'm scared. Is that really what it was? Yeah, I don't like. I don't. I don't even want to be around that place. It's. <laughs> it is eerie, eerie. Yeah, one of the comments on uh, YouTube uh, a viewer had said, "I just started watching this at eleven o'clock at night. Big mistake. I'm gonna be thinking about ghosts. I had to can't turn it off. Sleep. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. sleep. Yeah, exactly. All right. So as we wrap it up, Rick, you got a kid there or what? Yeah, I got the little one, and then yeah, you don't man, have a little one. You, both of your well, kids are monsters. Two little ones, man. Yeah, no, it's been it's been chaos here in the Romero household. Our our little girl was born uh, on the sixteenth. Um, yeah, man, it's it's been crazy. It's uh, we had a home. So that was that was a new thing. Uh, so that was really really cool to experience. And and yeah, mama's doing good and baby's doing great. And the boys are in love with their little sister. That's cool. Now, Rick, is any truth to the rumor that you almost became a catcher that day? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I was scared shitless. Man. I'm not gonna lie. The you were the only one there to deliver the baby. No, dude. You, you you haven't heard the story. So, so the midwife comes and checks on Kara, and everything's like cool. Kara's like, yeah, you know, you got a week to go. Yada yada yada. Boom. She leaves, and she's like, oh my god, Ricky, I think I'm feeling contractions. And I was like, ah, oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it is. You 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 both know how it is they start having contractions you don't think anything of it and um four o'clock they start getting super super heavy and i'm calling the midwife and i'm like hey i think this is gonna happen she's in alhambra which is on a friday rush hour traffic beto what do you hour and a half easy and the the doula is coming from pasadena hour friday traffic and they're all like, yeah, we won't be there for another hour. And so I start filling up the pool that they gave us, getting everything ready. I, I put Kara from one from our regular bathtub into the birth tub. And I call the, the, the midwife again. And I'm like, hey, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm about 30 minutes away. But if the baby comes, this is what you got to do. Dude, I blank. She gave me about a instruction. I blank. I was oh, like, my gosh. He's like, okay, this is what you got to do when the head comes out. This is what you got to do. And then this is what you do. And then you pull it out. And I was like, 
I'll figure it out. I'll just <laughs> talking, but I'll just I'll figure it out. I was so, and then I had the two boys with me because my mom wasn't getting here either, because she was gonna watch them. But wow. I traffic, so everything, dude, everything's just like I'm trying to feed the boys, trying to keep them calm up here upstairs in our third floor. Uh, mama's in the in the middle floor, and I'm just sitting there calling the midwife, and I'm like, okay, what what, what is it that you said I, I had to do? And she oh, went through a whole list, dude. I did not hear anything. I did not hear anything. The, the doula finally got here. My mom got here at the same time as the doula, and the doula's like, all right, uh, we, we got this if, if it happens. And I was like, I'm going to go have a beer now. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have, dude. Like, I was like running upstairs because dinner had just gotten here for the boys at like five o'clock. So I'm running up here, serving them food. I'm going back down and Cara's like, you know, when they go through those heavy contractions, yeah. how bad they scream. And yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then four o'clock contractions, six, six fifty-five, little Soleil is born. Boom. Wow. That's great. That's I love awesome. that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Ricky, R- Ricky, and the best part is I told you that in the group chat he sent it. He goes, "Hey guys, I think we're gonna have a baby. Talk to you later." Like he was so thoughtful about us, so thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. and also Rick. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, what's my rule? How are you doing? Because nobody ever asks how the dad's doing. Yeah, dude. Beto, I think Beto and every one of my kids. Every time Cara is delivered, the next like as soon as she delivers, they'll be like, "But how are you doing, Ricky?" Nobody ever asks about the dad. <laughs> Hey, don't t- d- don't tell the wives that. Oh, I, hope yeah. they, I, ho- I hope they've logged off by now. Yeah, yeah. We're all gonna be in trouble. I'll delete that part. I'll delete that part. Yeah, right. Hey, um, guys, listen. I, in all oh, honesty, what, what does it take to get on this freaking group chat so I can at least be halfway up to speed with you, hooligans? Well, you need uh, <laughs> service. Um, I have service. I send a message once in a while. Okay, you have eight at text. Do you have WhatsApp? What's up? Yeah. Do you What's have that? App? What's up? What's up? Well, I can't oh, see that. No, I don't have WhatsApp. All right. Uh, so, I of mean, course, you need that. Okay, you need that, and then you got to have a basic understanding of Spanish. All right. And there's I, a I, I mean, I got that, but there's a lot too of much, stickers. Too much. Like, what happened to the, we have this iMessage thing. Isn't that a good enough? No, because you got to, it's. We'll, we'll, we'll call you and walk you through it. We will put you on for one day, and after you have 8,000 messages, because you're not going to say... You're going to say, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Your wife is going to be like, why is your phone ringing so much? What? And then oh, also... Dude, I'm, I'm like smiling constantly. I like my phone. She's like, it's your fucking group chat again. Huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of it just... Right, like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Let, let's just keep our group chat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, like one, one message a week after the show. It's great. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. I know. Like, like you get like a thousand messages a day. Yeah, exactly. No, I can't do that. I, I, ain't no, I don't have no time for that. No, well, everybody in the group chat has nothing to do. You have things to do. We are... Yeah. We're bored. So that's what we're doing. Why All right, not? Exactly. Alan Trejo was awesome. Uh, next week we'll have a guest and we'll get to you guys again every Tuesday live at 10 o'clock. The Let's Go Ricky Roll with Josh Tolley and Bethel podcast uh, coming your way. Appreciate you guys. Fellas, enjoy yourselves. Uh, Tolly, stay safe. Ricky, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably go to your house this week and have some beers or some wine right. or something. That's I'll talk good. to you. All right. Yeah. Have, have one for me, boys. I know. All right. Have a good See one. Ya.